Welcome to You Gotta Have Faith. What is faith? In Hebrews 11th chapter 1st verse, the Apostle Paul writes, Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence in things not seen. One playwright writes, it's believing you see white when your eyes tell you black. It's a belief where no one else believes. Dr. King says if you don't believe in something, you'll fall for anything. This is a podcast about faith. This is a Christian podcast where I share our faith and belief in God and also in mankind, the goodness and kindness in mankind. In today's world, we see lots of ugliness based on racism, misogyny, and age-old grudges. But there is goodness in all of us. There is goodness in this world. But it begins with our belief. you got to have faith. All right, today is the 24th of August, and uh, we're here with Craig. How you doing, man? Hey, Reg. <laughs> Craig here. Hey, who, what playwright said uh, that? Um, that is from The Rainmaker, oh, Richard Nash. Oh, Richard Nash, okay. Yeah, where Starbuck tells Lizzie... <laughs> Uh, if you don't believe faith, yeah, uh, I can make rain. <laughs> faith is believing you see white when your eyes tell you black. It's knowing with your heart. I know, but he was kind of a flim flam man. He right? was a flim flam man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so take, be careful what you have your faith yeah, in. Take, take, take that for what you will, folks. <laughs> no, I like the idea. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, it's awesome. And today is uh, so you'll be flying to uh, Texas next week. Maybe so. so. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, God willing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get, get it all together. Yeah, because I know you want to see your mom and your family again. Yep. All righty. So uh, we're going to talk about First Corinthians. Uh, we've t- we've tackled First Corinthians uh, before, but this is a quick verse. First Corinthians one verse ten. But before I do that, I will engage us in prayer, please. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, we truly thank you so much for waking us up this wonderful Saturday morning, this uh, crisp and breezy Saturday morning. We thank you. We are motivated by your word. We tackle your word every morning, every Saturday morning to to try to understand what you have to teach to us. We thank you for motivating us. We thank you for motivating us to to bond, to be closer with our fellow Christians and even individuals who are on the fence as to whether they believe or not. Um, We believe that faith is a journey and that our Christian Walk is a journey, and sometimes the roads are rough, sometimes the roads are smooth, but if we walk together, if we as a Christian family walk together, then we can make that journey a little bit smoother. I walk with Craig, he walks with me, and we walk with the people who listen to us, and um, we just ask that you guide us as we try to understand your word that will bring all of us closer to each other. And we ask that everything that we say, everything that we do, everything that we are is blessed by the love of you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, man, I love that. You kind of cover everything. <laughs> I, try, I try to. No. I do find that my prayer is getting stronger and stronger. Every now and then I, like, bobble in, you know, I'm trying to find a word or whatever. But, oh, no, no, you know, we're, we're getting stronger Gotta and stronger. Keeping all the bases covered. Man. Yeah. I love yeah. it. I love it. So I was motivated. Uh, you know, today is um, is my turn to sort of, you know, dive into what – it, what I'm, what is motivating me as a Christian? Yeah, I can't wait to see what you come <laughs> up with. Man. I'm inspired. So there was an article uh, in the Washington Post on how anti-Semitic beliefs have quietly taken hold among some evangelical Christians, and I'm not going to read the whole article. I'll put a link in. Mm-hmm. But the article sort of talks about how uh, you know Trump has uh, made. Um, 
you know, I guess he's had a battle against uh, Jews. There are Jews who uh, within our country who are Democrat, who are who who don't stand up for uh, Trump. And Trump, had, you know, it's it's made him very, very upset. And he feels that anyone who is Jewish and who does not back him up must be a traitor, which is very, very crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah, the article says when President Trump calls most Jews disloyal, some American Christian pastors, um, Christians are following past. Uh, well, yeah, the article's sort of blocked here. But in any case, um, yeah, he, uh, there are some evangelical uh, pastors who are echoing what Trump is basically saying. Which, of course, goes against everything that we've been talking about. And I think First Corinthians uh, speaks against the very concept that our faith um, is a faith that strips us, or that pushes us away from each other. Our faith is a faith that brings us together. Yeah. And, and here, let me just read it first before we can talk about it. First yeah, Corinthians sure. 1, uh, verse 10, which is very, very quickly, quick. This is the NIV version. I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree with one another in what you say, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly united in mind and thought. Okay. <laughs> well, why not? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I suppose some people could look at that as kind of like, you know, either you're in the tent or you're out of the tent. Right. You know, um... I feel as though what you brought up originally, you know, with like uh, especially all the hyperbole and the rhetoric uh, coming from uh, from our fearless leader, is uh, you know supposed to uh, you know pick and choose who can be in the tent and who cannot be in the tent. Mm -hmm. Whether you're a Christian who has some sort of uh, you know belief about you know the state of Israel or rights uh, for Palestinians or, or whether you're a Jew who kind of has whatever beliefs you have or whatever opinions you have on that political kind of this side or that. Mm -hmm. I think what we're seeing here is somebody who's like circling the wagons and trying to close people and keep people out of the tent. I think that's been the whole point, you know. Yeah, yeah. Over this. it's It's not about who's in it's about who's out and you know we have some muslims congress people now who uh have very specific views about you know what they feel like the state of israel and the rights of palestinians are and then we have other people who differ about that but yeah. nevertheless we're here and we're all americans supposedly yep and that's what <laughs> that's what i find so astonishing about this is is what we see is just somebody who's creating divisions and making one person feel exclusive to another. I mean, we've seen it all around the border and all the immigration stuff that's been going on, and now we're seeing it here. You know, we're bringing up some very old anti-Semitic kind of tropes and trying to play one person against another mm -hmm. for their own specific political gain, which I think is just about you know, 20,000 votes in Florida. Yeah. I mean, that's all this is about. It's about, <clears throat> you know, gaining 20,000 votes in Florida. Yeah. Votes that, you know, they're just supposing they can get if they can, you know, 
make people jump on one side of this fence or the other, which is sort of sad. Yeah, I, I, I was actually I, I managed to bring the article up, and you're absolutely right because you know we're talking about it's it's election year, and you know there are maybe some Christians who are listening to this like, geez, they talk politics all the time. <laughs> but the thing is, what our leaders say, you know, words have power, and I think that some of the um, some of the ho- the horrific beliefs we were talking about this during breakfast today. Like, why is racism still around? You know, uh, why are these awful thoughts still generating? Although you know, a lot of the issues that sh- really should have been settled a long time ago, like, uh, you know, uh, racism and, uh, you know, black-white relations and even relations among women. I mean, you would think that, you know, um, 100 years after, you know, slavery has ended, 150 years after slavery has ended, and, you know, 70 years after um uh what is it um the nineteenth amendment where women can vote mm-hmm. um where you, we've had the the you know the women's liberation movement and we've had you know the civil rights movement that we've we've gone post p- past that and everything should be just fine and we should just bond together and we you know i'm sure all of us have either worked with someone or have lived with someone or have neighbors who are different than we are and that we learn how to bond with one another but yet we still have these little explosions, whether it be, you know, let's say a um, a shooting that happens because someone is motivated by race or uh, a rally that happens like in Charlottesville or a leader basically saying something crazy. Um, like there was a local politician, I think, in Michigan who's running for a seat and she talked about how she wanted to have her community only white, white only. And she was largely lambasted by, you know, everyone else. Like, how could you say something like that? Mm-hmm. Um, but I do wonder how these things, you know, still percolate and, and what is driving it. It's almost like a flame. You think that you've poured water on the flame and it's out. But yeah. yet there's still embers. Well, I mean, you know, I think, you know, I'm sure a, a majority of, of, uh, of African-Americans who were emancipated 100 years ago thought, mm-hmm. like, things are going to change for us. Yeah. Because everyone said so, because the Constitution said so, yep, and because you know it was decided as a nation, mm-hmm. and lo and behold, <laughs> that didn't really happen, um, yeah. you know. And uh, now I think you can equate that in a way to like this gun violence and 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 uh, and the, the idea that a majority of people know and feel, mm-hmm. you know that, you know. We should not have these assault weapons. They shouldn't right. be in the hands of anybody mm-hmm. except maybe military people who are here to protect us from enemies. And uh, and that should be that. Yeah. It should be quite simple. Um, but guess what? You know, it just gets ignored. Yeah. You know, and until, uh, you know, until it, it affects someone personally, mm-hmm. it's pretty much just like a general kind of wish for everyone to kind of yeah. like, you know, want to do, yeah, but not really do anything about it. Let, let me ask you a question, uh, because you're from um, this, the article that I'm reading, I believe, shucks, I'm trying to figure out, well, this is, I, get, I think this is in Arizona, no, no, Pennsylvania, well, okay, so I thought it was in the Deep South, but I do wonder, 
these evangelical churches because it's really a uh, sort of an environment that I'm foreign mm-hmm. from. Yeah. But I think you may be a little bit closer to because only you grew up in Texas. You grew up I with imagine. that sufferer, yeah. But uh, the article, and I'll just touch a little bit on it, but um, the article talks about this, a woman who runs the Vacation Bible School in Ben Salem, Pennsylvania. Okay. Her name is Lubba Yanko. Now, according to her, Trump is surrounded by a Zionist environment with completely different values from Christians. It's Kabbalist. It's Talmudic, Talmudic values, not the word of God. In other words, it's Jews' fault. <laughs> Why do we have pro-abortion, pro-LGBTQ values, and we do not have more freedom to protect our faith? We are persecuted now. This is what she's saying. Jews say, we got America, we got control, we control America, that's what I know. And the article talks about how these evangelical Christians pump this belief and are are inflamed by the words of Trump. Well, I would ask them, who are they going to shoot? I mean, seriously, who are they going to shoot? Other than people who may uh, disagree with them on, like, an intellectual basis, Mm -hmm. you know, or even an emotional basis. What they're not, you know, watching, you know. Hordes of marauders coming mm-hmm. up to their door, yeah. taking their liberty or taking their property. Mm-hmm. And and yet these are the people who say that they need to be protected. You know, I would argue that, you know, a lot of people would like to see the protection that they already have. Mm-hmm. You know, people in inner cities, <clears throat> yeah. you know, people dealing with crime, yeah, people dealing with gun violence on not just like, you know, how strange this is happening in my little quiet town. Right. But, you know, people in the south side of Chicago, people, you know, in New York, New Jersey. Yeah. You know, people who deal with murder and gunshots every night of their lives. Mm -hmm. And they're looking for protection. They're looking for police Mm -hmm. and municipalities who will provide them security for just walking down the damn street. Yeah. Now... You know, I, I don't have a lot of sympathy for these evangelicals. I really do not. Because what they're putting their action into is trying to kind of like provide some kind of barrier between them and the rest of the world. A lot of the rest of the world that has nothing, no threat to them at all. Yeah, that's It's right. just an ideological threat mm-hmm. or an idea, you know, that somehow the the people that they don't, deem as worthy mm-hmm. <coughs> are going to encroach on their doorstep right? in some form or another, which is kind of ridiculous, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, if they had to live the way, um, you know, people who do live in certain societies in, in this country have to live, I think they'd see it in a much different way. I think they'd call 911 and hope that, you know, somebody would be there, mm-hmm. you know, it, you know, right away, instead, which they probably will, instead of in these people's situation, probably six hours, eight hours, or never. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And, you know, that's the reality. Of life. I mean, until it affects you personally, it it's really not affecting you. I would like to see these people <laughs> do what I think Christ said, you know, from the beginning, is mm-hmm. that faith is great. And we talked about faith and belief last week. Faith is great. Faith and belief in God is a great thing, but if it's not without action. That's right. It's really kind of, it's not happening. You know, you hit, you the, know? Na- you hit the nail on the head. I do wonder 
what part of the Bible are they reading? Um, <laughs> you know, and I'm going to tie it back into First Corinthians because the issues that we're having where you have one church or one faith or one section of Christianity mm-hmm. that has this philosophy of, well, if you're not, if you don't believe the way we believe, then you are not, you know, you don't even belong in the Christian family, you know, uh, it's it's us versus the Jews, it's us versus the gays, it's us versus anyone who thinks against us. Well, that was going on during Paul's time as well. And Paul, what he do, is doing, this is after, you know, the uh, the resurrection and of Christ. Mm-hmm. Now the apostles are going to different cities to spread the word of God in Christianity and to build the new church. Mm-hmm. And so Paul goes to Rome and he writes a letter to the Romans. He goes to, you know, I think it's Ephesus, to the Ephesians. He's writing these letters. Right. And so he writes a letter to Corinth, and he realizes that there are those who still follow the Old Testament, or, you know, those who are Jewish, mm-hmm. who are still learning about what this thing called Christianity is, and mm-hmm. there are the Gentiles. And, of course, they're fighting with one another, just as the way as, you know, some evangelical Christians are fighting with yeah they have these ideological uh, disagreements but they also get physical too sure (laughs) and and amongst they're trying to live in in this Roman Empire yeah which pretty much doesn't really like any of them yeah you know and so Paul is trying to you know calm the waters he's trying to get people to join together and to not have them separate themselves by their differences well I think what's really interesting is like you know when you look at what Christianity was. It wasn't really called Christianity, Mm -hmm. even though it was based upon, you know, the teachings and the life of Jesus Christ. I think later on it became like more. Back then it was called the way. Yeah. Just the way. Christ said, I am the way. way. Yeah. And it was more or less kind of a a rebranding of the Hebrew faith. It was just like, you've tried this. Now we're going to try this. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, it wasn't necessarily a reversal of God's word, but more like an augmentation of like how to bring more and different kind mm-hmm. of people yeah. together through, you know, some kind of turmoil. And there was a lot of turmoil then, a lot of poverty, a lot of oppression mm-hmm. from all sides. Sometimes people, didn't, you know, even speaking the same language and having really similar face, mm-hmm. you know, were like enemies, Yeah, you know, based upon some kind of strange little like, you know, Kind of like difference in the way they interpreted the word or mm-hmm. maybe differences in the way they looked to each other. Yeah. Or even if they were from some town <clears throat> which had a bad reputation or something. Sure. <laughs> you know? Yeah. There were constant migrations, people on the move all the time, mm-hmm. you know, trying to make their lives better for their families, trying to find some kind of way in the world. Mm-hmm. Christ came, the apostles came, and it was called the way. And it was a new way of dealing, mm-hmm. you know. You know, with society, with an open heart, with a love for each other, with an expansion, a way of expanding the word, a Mm -hmm. way of expanding, you know, things that didn't necessarily have to do with structure or the law, but just based upon, you know, simple principles. Mm -hmm. Love God, love your neighbor. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, give to each other as much as you can. Yeah. It's really a reformatting of, of a way of thinking. And Paul is trying to do that. He's trying to say, listen, I know that you've had one way of worshiping God, but Jesus has given us a new way. And here is I'm going to read First Corinthians 1 through 10. And it really talks about what Paul is trying to accomplish, what he's trying to convey to the Corinthians. Paul, called to be an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, 
and our brother Sothen, Sothenes. To the church of God in Corinth, to those sac- sanctified in Christ Jesus and called to be holy, together with all those everywhere who call on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, their Lord and ours, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I always thank God for you because of his grace given to you in Christ Jesus. For in him you have enriched in every way, in all your speaking and in all your knowledge, because our testimony about Christ was confirmed in you. Therefore, do not lack any spiritual gift affirmed in you. I'm sorry. Therefore, uh, let me read this again. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to start with uh, verse 4. I always thank God for you because of his grace given to you in Christ Jesus. For in him you have been enriched in every way, in all your speaking and in all your knowledge, because our testimony about Christ was confirmed in you. Therefore, you do not lack any spiritual gift as you eagerly wait for our Lord Jesus Christ to be revealed. He will keep you strong to the end so that you will be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God, who has called you into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, is faithful. I appeal to you, brothers, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree with one another so that there may be no divisions among you and that you may be perfectly united in mind and thought. And uh, he goes on and on. And actually, I I guess this is just a preamble. You know, he's trying to talk about, listen, our foundation is with Christ Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. And Uh, we need to be strong. No, I'm glad you read the preamble. That's always really good because Paul is really good about like flattering everybody up. Yes. Yes. (laughs) That's right. That's his operandi. Grace and peace. You're all really good people now. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> now let's get down to the nitty-gritty. Now, here's what I want. Yes. <laughs> no. And, uh, you know, that striving for unity is, 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 you know, more than just, you know, a plea. It's an instruction. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it's a recognition as well of the disunity that was existing among them, you know. And, and we can all feel that right now. I mean, in the world that we're living in, you know, it's strange, you know, like we're – you know, we're living in a time where there seems to be this ever-present kind of um, recognition of the problems that are happening today. I mean, you know, you just mentioned the hot words, you know, Me Too, mm-hmm. white supremacy, yeah. uh, immigration. Yeah. Um, and uh, and you think about these things, and a lot of people, and I can certainly understand this, think like, oh, my gosh, this has never happened before. This is all news. The funny thing about all these things is it's like been going on for a long, long time. Yep. And the only reason it's news now is because it's like fomenting mm-hmm. and apparent. But the, the idea of thinking that this is new mm-hmm. or this is novel yeah. is, is pretty – I think is another form of oppression. Mm-hmm. That, and not a form of oppression meaning that, you know, I don't think – think you know, it's being done to us, but I think we—I think it's something that we're doing to ourselves and allowing, you know, the weaker mm-hmm. people to believe this and allowing the stronger people to abuse it mm-hmm. is to pretend like this is new stuff. Yep. I mean, if you pretend like white supremacy is new, if you pretend that misogyny, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and the kind of um, degradation that is done to. Um, transgender people, people of color, uh, people you don't believe in, uh, yeah. believe the same things they believe. If you think that this stuff is just because you're seeing it on the Internet or hearing it on 
or well, rebranded on the names. They're given new names. That, yeah, that this is new. Yeah, I feel like you know, in a way, you're allowing this oppression mm-hmm. to just continue because the people who want to want you to think that this is flash in the pan mm-hmm. are going to like spread it all out there. Yeah, to, so that you can react to it. Yeah, and do nothing about it. I think it's yeah, you're absolutely right because there is a sort of rebranding like. People say, well, it's incel, involuntary celibate. Well, that's just another way of saying misogyny. I mean, it's just another way of hating women because, I don't know, you couldn't get laid. <laughs> or, you know, Jenny doesn't like you anymore, which is, which is just ridiculous. Well, if I had to put a name on it. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, just, you know, like um, the gun violence or, you know, anything. I read the preamble, and I, and I was saying to myself as I was reading it, how does this connect with what we're talking about? I do wonder about if you call yourself an evangelical Christian, what is your foundation? Are you, you know, when this woman in the article talked about, you know, parroting what Trump is saying, is her foundation Trump? Is her foundation, you know, a sort of hatred against Jews? Well, Paul is saying if our foundation is with Christ and we recognize why Christ died for us and all of the lessons that he's taught us through the parables and through all of his, you know, as Christ is nearing his death. On the cross, he's con- constantly teaching us what it is to be a Christian, what it is to truly love God, to love God, to love each other. And he's trying to bind us together. Yeah. And Paul is basically saying, well, listen, if you've been listening to what Christ is saying, then there shouldn't be a problem. Well, there is a problem. I mean, it involves, I mean, the, the, the story of Christ is not a pretty one. It involves yeah. pain. Yes. It involves sacrifice. It, is, it involves being, you know. Abused by a system. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's not. It's kind of a wonder that Christianity even evolved into any kind of, you know, beautiful messages that we're we're trying to evoke. You know, in our study of mm-hmm. it, because when you look at it on the outside, it looks like a losing proposition. It, uh, it is amazing that it lasted so long. Yeah, I think Christ and the apostles and Paul says plenty of times, and Christ said plenty of times, like you're going to suffer. Yes, you're going to suffer ridicule. You know, and your, your your kids are going to hate you. Your society's going to like mm-hmm. punish you. This is not going to be an easy road. Yeah, because the the world that I want is a world that's going to be hard to create. Yes, I want you to love one another. Mm-hmm. I want you to love God. I want heaven the way I, he saw heaven is mm-hmm. those those ideals being just a natural form of existence. Mm-hmm. This world doesn't have those ideals. He recognized that and he said so. Yeah. Uh, we recognize it today in the kind of like oppression that we deal with today. We see that, you know, our neighbors don't love each other. You know, they don't seem to really love the Lord. And, you know, they want to constantly create these fences and walls and barriers between, you know, the peace uh, mm-hmm. that they feel amongst their community and the fear that they, you know, want to avoid from anyone else. And, and you know, that's, you know, in, in a way, it's just like we're still, you know, this mm-hmm. is still an uphill battle. Yeah, it, and it's fascinating that you mentioned that. It's, it's, it's amazing how when you're dealing with oppression, when, when, uh, when there's a society that is dealing with, and, you know, during Paul's time, Romans are, are crucifying all sorts of Christians. You know, there, there is still a, um, and Paul was a, um, at one point. One of, one of them when he was Saul. Mm-hmm. So, and, and when you deal with oppression, people do tend to, you know, fight with one another. It's like, well, it's your fault. I mean, and, and we sort of attack one another. It comes a knee-jerk reaction. 
-hmm. You know, if you don't have a lot of money in your pocket, you know, there's a lot of family members who snipe at one another. You know, you why did you spend that five dollars? I needed it. And (laughs) it's really just about poverty, but you're sniping at one another. And if evangelical Christians, let's say those who live in the Midwest or in the Deep South, who are going through a financial economic turmoil, um, if the answer is sniping at one another, then that's that's a real problem. Well, you know, it's it, it's a difficult it's a difficult thing. It's yeah. a diff, it's it's totally difficult. Yeah. Whether you live in like a gated community, or whether you live in the ghetto. Yeah. Um, you know, trying to band together as a community. Mm-hmm. And uphold the values that you know are good. Mm-hmm. It's always going to be difficult, yeah. Because there's going to be people who say, like, you know, well, we're all okay. It's those those guys who aren't. It's those guys who aren't. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, they may have valid reasons. They may have invalid reasons. But basically, it's just putting up fences and 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 in creating divisiveness mm-hmm. that tends to be the problem towards everything. Yeah. I think if we come together and we understand each other mm-hmm. and talk about our personal beliefs, which is what you and I are doing. Sure. Um, it really clears the air. Yeah. And kind of like, you know, we pray every time that we hope that this fellowship and that this trying to understand the word and trying to find a way in which we can say, like, God, I want you to speak to me and I want you to work in my life mm-hmm. to do the things that are correct. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel as though if we, if we come at that as, at a personal level, yeah, we have a lot better chance of not falling into that divisiveness because it's so easy to do. Yeah, you know? there's a passage here in 1 Corinthians. Paul is talking about how certain people are following certain apostles and how certain young Christians are... They're sort of picking sides. Well, I follow Paul. I follow Peter. And, you know, Peter said this. And and it's as if, you know, it's like Team Peter, Team Paul, Team this, Team that. And Paul cuts to the chase here uh, in verse 13. I'm still in 1 Corinthians 1. (laughs) Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Were you baptized in the name of Paul? I am thankful that I did not baptize any of you except Crispus and Gaius. Uh, so none of none one can say that you are baptized into my name. Yes, I am also baptized in the household household of Stephanus because that I don't remember if I baptized anyone else. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with words of human wisdom, lest the cross of Christ be emptied of its power. And he's basically saying, listen, you're not living through me. This is not my thing. This is God's thing. This is Christ's thing. Mm-hmm. And this is, and we should not be caught up in who, let's say, um, who you are baptized by, or how you're different from the other Christian, or how you, you know, pre, you know, praise God differently than someone else. We're all together. We're all bounded mm-hmm. by one. Yeah, I think uh, I think I think what's really difficult uh, around then, and what's difficult now, yes, in the way that we live our lives in our society, and it was difficult. For them as, as well is that you know they're brought up a you know they're a nation of laws yeah. and a religion of laws mm-hmm. and there were certain leaders and there were certain people who were out mm-hmm. either you you got in the temple or you got close to the temple or you were out of the temple altogether mm-hmm. you know if you were of a different ilk if you you know had some kind of skin disease or whatever you're out you know you know I mean there were certain 
there were certain strata, certain levels of society, mm-hmm. and you couldn't really reach beyond them unless yeah. you radicalized, you know, which a lot of these religions mm-hmm. did. Yeah. They radicalized in order to kind of survive because they couldn't deal with this hierarchy. Yeah. And Christ came along and, and basically told the Pharisees and the, the you know, the rest of the Hebrews or, mm-hmm. or you know, the Jewish community at the yeah. time, saying, like, you know, your laws aren't working. They aren't bringing people together. And this is a new way of doing things. Yes. Um, which isn't based on laws. Mm-hmm. Which kind of throws those things, uh, you know, on their heads. Yeah. So, in a way, Paul is like saying, uh, you know, it doesn't matter how much you know, exactly, or how how far you've gotten in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not going to solve these problems. Yeah. It's not going to bring you together. It doesn't matter whether I baptized you or somebody else baptized you. I mean, the baptism thing was a big deal because it meant being reborn again. Yes. Your old your old self died, your new self was created. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a way of kind of ritualizing, you know, that kind of effect of like Christ is and God has re entered my life. My old self is dead, my new my new my new birth is here and I'm ready to start on this new on this new purpose. And it was kind of a, a way of formalizing mm-hmm. that. Yeah. But then I guess people were saying, well, if, you know, I need to be baptized by a specific person and at a specific time. You know, I, right, exactly. And, and, and I think Paul is saying, like, like, my baptism is better than yours. Yeah, but I got, you know. Because I, I got it from the main dude or whatever. Sure. You know, but, you know, it's like, you know, again, you know, I think Paul is, like, really trying to reiterate this thing. Like, it's not about hierarchy and it's not about class. Mm-hmm. Or this class system, what it's about is like getting everybody in the same tent, expanding that tent, mm-hmm. and making sure that we are all one. Mm-hmm. Whether you are a, a, a dumb fuck who doesn't know anything, or whether you're a biblical mm-hmm. scholar, you know, it doesn't matter. We're here, yeah. you know, to solve a particular problem, mm-hmm. which is human, the human race. Yeah. You know, and, and, it, and that's all-encompassing. Yeah, I'm going to read this again, this time from another version. This is the New Living Translation, which is a little bit better. This is verse 17, because I I sort of screwed the pooch on the NIV version. (laughs) Verse 17, for Christ didn't send me to baptize, but to preach the good news, and not with clever speeches and high-sounding ideas, for the fear that the cross of Christ would lose its power. And I'll just leave it right there. And I think it, it says it way, much, much better. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Kind of. You know, it's just, you know, it's plain speaking. Yeah. And again, you know, um, I don't know how much time we have left because we've been kind of booking along here. Yeah. But um, um, until this, like, is really gets personal with you. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and I know we talk about politics and so forth. Mm-hmm. And, and everybody knows kind of where we're coming from. And. Uh, today, I guess we're beating up on evangelicals a little bit. Well, <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, yeah. it seems ironic since we mm-hmm. since the whole reason of this podcast is to be evangelical. Yeah, <laughs> but but I think it's about radicalism. It's about you know taking things so far that you use the word of God to build a wall to separate you from other people, it's which ho- I think believe is wrong. I guess you know, it's, it's, it, I guess it's human nature then. It's human nature now to mm-hmm. kind of like say like, hey, look, you know. You're, you know, especially with, you know, like people you have disagreements with, people who, you know, you are enemies with, mm-hmm. or for some reason you can't see beyond, you know, mm-hmm. you know, you can't get any closer. You can't bring those bonds together. Mm-hmm. And it seems like those walls are inevitable. And uh, sometimes those walls can be very personal, you know. 
I mean, you know, like I said, living in it, you had to live in the community. Mm -hmm. I don't know, this person you mentioned who wanted to, you know, have her, you know, community, you know, like free of all kind of sure. people different than her. Yeah. So that she could feel safe. We're anti this, we're anti that. Anti yeah. this, anti that. And I know people who live in like little gated communities and they, you know, they, they do it for a specific reason because they do not want to, you know, be scourged by the homeless or the needy or the, you know, mm -hmm. the ne'er-do-wells or whatever. Right. But until you've like lived in a community where it's like that's a way of life, mm -hmm. you know, I really don't think you're, I don't think you're understanding, you know, that it's not really personally affecting you. Yeah. And until something personally affects you, mm -hmm. it's probably, you know, those walls are going to remain there. Yeah. They may have to be strengthened <clears throat> and they may, in your, your little tent, in your little area, is maybe maybe you know need more security may mm -hmm. shrink a little bit because guess what the world's not getting you know less difficult to live in mm -hmm. <laughs> you know yeah and I think and uh, it sounds like you need to go to head to work right yeah pretty yeah. soon um, so I'll leave it with um, three buttons basically that we're trying to convey um, and I open this up with um, Paul's <clears throat> Paul one I'm sorry First Corinthians one uh, verse ten. Paul wants the word of Christ to bind all of us together. So, number one, if you don't have that philosophy, then where is your foundation? Is your foundation really in Christ? Because Jesus Christ made it very clear. We must love God and we must love each other. And each other means everyone. Everyone. There is no, he didn't, he didn't you know, qualify it one way or another. Everyone means everyone, even those who hate you. Love your enemies, love your friends, love everyone. That's number one. Number two, if you have a different foundation, how are the outside elements, like let's say a word of a leader, it may be Trump, it may be, you know, some local politician that wants to collect votes by dividing people, by throwing out dog whistles. Are you allowing that to be your foundation? Are you allowing that to sort of be the leaven in the lump of bread? You know, they say a little leaven can defile the whole lump, um, and def defile the whole bread. Are you letting outside elements infect your Christianity. Think about that. And number two, are you using the word to build bridges or build walls? If you're losing it to build bridges, then you're bringing people together. And I believe that's what Paul wants uh, for all of us. And I think that's what Jesus wants for all of us. Mm -hmm. So those would be my three things. Number one, your foundation must be in Christ. You can't let outside elements affect your Christianity. And your Christianity must bring people together, everyone. It works, um, and it works in small ways, you know, um, small acts of kindness, mm -hmm. listening to the small voice, the authentic voice. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, people wonder, where do you start with, we're talking about the, all these big things, mm -hmm. and of course, Paul was talking to Corinthians, he wasn't talking about just, you know, one at a time, he was talking about trying to amass, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, a lot of people around you know, a, a difficult and you know difficult to unify thing, but yet asking people to be unified in this thing. And I'm and I'm just you know I always want to bring it back to the personal thing because it's like you know we read these things and we think like well that's really that all sounds grand, mm -hmm. but what's this doing in my life? How's this? How, how's God going to work in my life? Yeah, and I would say simple kindness, being kind to someone. Um, as much as you can, you know, just saying thank you. Um, just, you know, I mean, it's really simple mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. You know, uh, paying attention to people. 
mm-hmm. you know. Pay attention. I, you know, I love to pet animals. I like whenever children come into the mm-hmm. shop. I mean, it's kind of like I kind of all, you know, it every every part of it makes mm-hmm. me feel as though, you know, I've got a I've got a way to make something good happen, even in a, even in a very small way. And I think if we can do that, uh, we can find a beginning. And then you know, then you can start thinking about like, well, what can I do to serve my community, and how can I, you know kind of stand up to, you know, either, you know, the, the person on this committee who's just being a bully. Right. And so forth. Or, mm-hmm. th- or the person the person who in this meeting is just trying to put people down. Mm-hmm. You know, then you have to think about, like, how can you expand the tent? You know, keep everybody, keep bringing people in and keep understanding, you know, how to avoid, mm-hmm. you know, excluding other people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, those are your points. That's my point. Yep, and uh, I hope uh, if you do go back to uh, Texas that uh, you have a fantastic time. I I hope so, too. We'll see. Uh, And I'll be praying for your your mom. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be seeing her, and uh, Mm -hmm. hopefully hopefully she's doing better. Yeah. But we'll see. I'll get some hands-on experience there. Mm -hmm. So there may be a bit of a gap in uh, faith. But, uh, you know, we'll pick it back up, uh, you know, eventually. We still want to hear all sorts of feedback from folks who just let us know, you know, what you think of the uh, the podcast. Yeah. Do you want to call us out in prayer? Yeah. I'd just say, like, uh, Heavenly Father, thank you once again for uh, letting us uh, come together, you know, and trying to understand your word and the loving fellowship that we can share uh, with ourselves, with each other, and, and maybe the rest of the world. Um, take care, and, and please, we pray. Bless this world and, and, and the people we're thinking of specifically and uh, and also people in general that they can uh, go out in the world and we can and do the works that you've uh, prepared for us to do in Jesus' name. Thank you. Amen. All right, and here is my blurb. Faith is a podcast open to anyone. You may not believe at all. You may be Muslim, Jewish, agnostic, or atheist. You may have had a horrible experience in the church which have made you turn your back to God. You can still have faith. We ask that you listen to this podcast, even challenge us on Facebook, SoundCloud, Instagram, uh, Twitter. I'm at Reg Space Clay. You can find Deb Calgary at DL Carragher. Uh, Craig, we're still trying to get him on uh, social media, but that's uh, been difficult. But you can also reach all of us on uh, Facebook, our personal Facebook account. And also, uh, we have a You Gotta Have Faith Facebook page, so you can always um, let us know how, what you think of the podcast on there. Um, don't feel alienated because we speak of what we believe. The Bible has been around for thousands of years, and even now, in the age of the Internet and social media and great technology, it still has a message for all of us. You can listen to this podcast, where you're listening to it now, but just tell your friends, on the Apple Podcast app, or really any app that you use to listen to podcasts, or on iTunes, if you're one of those who listen to your uh, your podcasts on a desktop or a laptop. You can just open up your iTunes app, click on store, go on the search engine on the upper right-hand side, and search for You Gotta Have Faith, and you'll find us. If you use Android, download SoundCloud or just go on SoundCloud.com, search for us, and you'll find us. Thank you for listening, and God bless each and every one of you. Oh, oh.